Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of New Player Has Joined, the podcast about the video games people love and why they love them. I'm Jesse. And I'm Keith. And today we're joined by Mike Drucker. Woo! Mike is a hilarious writer who's written for many things, including The Tonight Show, The Onion, Bill Nye Saves the World. I, I, can we, can we stop for a second? Yeah. Those woos, I, I, it was very genuine. (laughs) I really liked Mike coming in here. Like, I know Jesse and I wooed, and like, kind of, you say that woo when people are like, "Hey, you guys like beer? Woo!" Like, <laughs> we you can j- just be, you can be manipulated into wooing for but anything. Genuinely, Mike's episode is such a delight. Mike is such an awesome guy. We yeah. had a lot of fun. He's a, a a great person, and we're here talking about Mario sixty four. And oh man. The memories they aflow. <laughs> uh, this episode has all kinds of nostalgia. Yep. All kinds of jokes. But this episode also has something different that New Player Has Joined has yet to do. Today is our first New Player Has Joined free giveaway. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, uh, uh, the you must be thinking, no way, this podcast just started. They're already giving something away. Crazy. 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 But we are giving away... A delightful prize to anybody who emails us at our official email account, newplayerpodcast at gmail.com. Now, I'm we're there's a dollar amount. There is. There's a dollar amount. This is a financial prize. And I want to let you guys know, this isn't fake. This is real. This is very real. This we're actually doing this. We're actually doing this. If you email us at newplayerpodcast at gmail.com, you are entered in to win. Twenty dollars in gift certificate money. Yes. Two. This is the best part. The yes. Cheesecake factory. Now, when Jesse just said that, were you like, oh my God? Guys, all you've got to do is email us at newplayerpodcast at gmail.com and you will be entered to win a legitimate twenty dollar gift certificate to the Cheesecake Factory, and it doesn't matter what the email you send you send us Mm-mm. says. Mm-mm. It could be very nice things. Yes, it could be nice things. You could say your show is good, and you should like yourselves more. Neither of you are short, as I bet you think you are. Yeah, and you could say your hair looks nice today. Probably oh, these are all good. these are all really these nice are all things. nice things. You can or, say these, or you could say really mean things. Why to not? Us. You're on the internet. We don't know what you look like. Be mean to us. You could say. I can tell by your voices that neither of you had many friends growing up. That's a dig. It's mean. It's really mean. If both of you drowned, I'd be sad because that'd mean I couldn't kick your asses. That's a mean That's thing really to say. That's really mean to say. It's mean, but it would work. Mean. Uh, you guys are like the Dick Cheney of people. Okay, whoa. Very mean. Calm down. But you could relax. Say that. So sit back and relax. This episode of New Players Join Podcast with Mike Drucker. <laughs> No, it's fine. It's, but here's the thing. You don't like first-person shooters. I don't like first-person Usually. I like Far Cry. I like the Far Cry games. Why is that? Uh, a little more of a story. It's it's Far Cry is just like a sandbox. It's just this open world, like, I dare you to do whatever. Most shooters are pretty linear. And if they're not linear, then they're just like, here's the square in which you exist. And the whole thing that you can only interact with guns and the things that are trying to kill you and that you're trying to kill. Oh, okay. So yeah. you just don't like the path that went down, kind of, essentially. Which, like, essentially, it's like if somebody says first-person shooter, you think Call of Duty or you think any of those games. Yeah. So it's like you go online and a 13-year-old's going to scream at you and say they hate you. And you're like, I know I this, but need, I didn't need you to say I don't it. need a video game for a 13-year-old yeah, yeah, to yeah. scream at me that they hate me. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can find that anywhere in this city. <laughs> 
<laughs> I also feel like, you know, first person, sh- the ones that I like that are linear are like Wolfenstein, yeah. where it's like almost like you're going to a theme park and you're going to drive me along yeah. this ride that I can interact with. And I like that. Whereas with something like Destiny, it felt almost like, I feel like if they made a video game where they're like, you could mow a lawn, but you shoot it with lasers, and they did that, like half of gamers would be like, yeah, I want the best lawnmower laser, and I will mow the lawn every day till I get the best lawnmower. Exactly. And that's what Destiny felt like to me. It just felt like grinding to it's get- It's a loot grind. It's a loot, it's loot grind. grind. It's absolutely. an absolute, well, yeah. I mean, I can't get behind games like that because the, you know, you have- it is designed to release serotonin, just like this little cocaine yeah. addiction in your brain Absolutely. for every time you get something good. But the same way a coke addict hits rock bottom, at some point playing those games, I put the controller down and go, what have I done? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Nothing. Three hours have left my life yeah. because I'm trying to get this lawnmower laser right. for what yard? I don't own this yard. <laughs> I don't care if this yard looks nice. This yard ex- ex- only exists from the hours when I push that play button to when I push pause. So it's yeah. that MMO essential, like this, which is what we fell into in the mid 2000s, which yeah. is like, we're going to make you grind. You want to get this one thing yeah. that's very hard to get, and you can show off to other people on the online but experience. Then, but then you get that one thing, and fucking who cares? Then the expansion comes out, and you got to get the new thing. <laughs> but even if you get, like, right. you get the most powerful thing, what do you do with it? Do you kill everybody easily, and the challenge is gone, and the game's over? Like, it doesn't matter. And nothing matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And I know that nothing, like, on a global scale, nothing matters. <laughs> but the amount of work that goes into getting that little thing in a right. game that doesn't matter, I'm like, like I'll have friends, like, I'll see, you know, on Steam, it'll be like, you know, 150 hours played, and I'm like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I get it with a game like Civilization or XCOM where you right. can keep redoing it, exactly. and that has, like, a finite point. But, like, some games, I'm like, like... <sighs> And I get things like, like I get like, you know, uh, you know, Battlegrounds where it's like, you know, it has this thematic experience and it sort of like has this emergent gameplay. I get that. But like things like Destiny, I'm just, I don't care. And I wish I cared. I wish I did because I feel like I'd be much more successful in games if I cared. But I just don't care. <laughs> That's uh, part of the reason No Man's Sky made me laugh so hard was because it felt like it, they were like, what about Destiny but without the action? <laughs> you're just walking along planets. Right. Nothing's happening. You're not grinding for anything. You're just, like, mining minerals. You're just playing Martian the video game. Yeah. I feel like our generation, at least right now, gaming's hit this, like, wall, which is, like, we have this great idea we want to build. There's all these things you can do. They're, like, MMO culture and Destiny and all these things, and really, like, the game comes out, and you're like, this isn't anything. Right. Like, the game we're going to talk about today is drastically more immersive and experienced than any other games come out in, like, ten years. Yeah. And with that... I think we intro this. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of New Player Has Joined, a weekly podcast about the games you love and why we love them, blah, blah, blah. Great, uh, great intro. We're very huge professionals. We don't like. I we we do the intro. We never do the intro seriously. Do no, we? No, no, I'm every time, every and I don't time. think we ever will. Uh, but we've got a very special guest in the studio with us. Uh, you know him as a writer for Bill Nye Saves the World, for Adam Ruins Everything, uh, for uh, uh, have, 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 I want to say Late Night with Jimmy Kimmel for both Jimmy Kim- uh, Jimmy J- both Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel Fallon shows. No, for you both just Jimmy. gave away so much both Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> 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 I've written for a man named Jimmy before. That's, that's about it. That's about it. For Jimmy Fallon. Uh, uh, and for SNL? Uh, yeah. And for The Onion? Yep. I mean, lots of great work. Lots of great work. So, a huge video game enthusiast. Right. Please welcome to the show, Mike Drucker. Hello. Hey, Mike. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for yeah, coming. Thanks so much Thank for, for having me, man. Yeah. So, Mike is a legit gamer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. we have people that come in that, like, they like video games. They play a lot of video games. But I feel like Mike is specifically a gamer that you can talk a history of gaming to. Sure, yeah. I love video games. So, essentially, you're the first person we've had. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like, I love video games. Yeah. Yeah. We get a lot of people that love a few video games, but right. I feel like you are a historian yeah. of the media. What was what was your first game you played? Uh I don't remember what my first game I played is. Uh but I do re- my, my earliest game memory is uh my sister and I have begged my dad to bring home to buy. Uh, bring home. Bring we don't home. care how you bring, do it. Please bring home <laughs> a Nintendo and a loaf of bread. We are very hungry. <laughs> Like we were in Eastern Europe and he had to smuggle it in the back yeah. of a car. It was 1980, right. 1984, Perestroika hadn't taken it. Father, duck hunt, please, Father. <laughs> we hunger for so many fake guns. But he brought, uh, we, we, we begged him to buy a Nintendo and it was like two years of convincing. I think he yeah. finally bought it maybe like 89 or 90, pretty pretty late in the game. Yeah. Um, 
and he brought it home, and it was that combo set that had Nint- uh, had Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt on the same cartridge. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I got that. Uh-huh. One. Same thing. And I remember I must have been like four years old, and I just remember like having this thought as a four year old, being like, "Oh, Duck Hunt's the game I want to play. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to play Mario." Right. Like I just remember like looking at the cover and being like, "Mario, that's no- that's going to be nothing." Yeah. Like like not knowing because I was a child, so even though Mario had been out for some years and had been very popular, I didn't know I, that. I love the mental image of four year old Mike looking at a cartridge and going, well, there's certainly no way that this game will ever be a national problem. <laughs> Duck Hunt's the game everyone wants yeah. to play. Years from now, Duck Hunt will be the game I talk about on a video game podcast. I also feel like when you're a child and somebody hands you a controller or a gun, they're like, which one do you want to play? It's like, oh, obviously the gun. Well, we got the to talk to both of you guys then about what the fuck happened to you when you were four years old. <laughs> that you'd be like, give me the gun. Give me East, the gun. To be fair, though, Eastern Europe in 1984, very hard place to be. You'd want that gun. So when you loaded Mario up for the first time, was that like a holy shit experience? Was that like a slow like developing experience of like, this is cool and I'm doing this a yeah. lot? Or like, what was that moment, to you, if you remember it? Uh, I remember being surprised by it. Because again, one, I was super, I was maybe four years old, four or five years old. So even if I played it now as a four or five year old, I'm sure I'd be very surprised and delighted by it. Um, also, because there was no like precedent for it i remember you know older kids like my sister or my cousins or even like my dad playing it and like commenting on these things that are like oh we're going underground now and i remember that being so interesting like you're just going underground yeah like that idea was so interesting it was like oh we're not always here sometimes we go somewhere else and now we're in the water and it has different music like i just remember like things being like things that seem so rudimentary being so surprising to me right um and not because like i I wasn't very old, uh, you know, I was too young for an Atari, so it wasn't like that generational thing where I'm like, this is what games can be. I was yeah. just like, oh, oh, that that's happening now, and it seems so interesting, and it seems so mysterious. Like, I almost remember being a little bit afraid of the underground levels and of the fire levels, not because they were harder, but just because they had a darker tone and yeah. the music was a little meaner. And as a little kid, I was like, I was like, oh, this is like a scary area to be. And I yeah. remember that being very compelling for myself as a child in a way that you forget now. Now you're like fire level, ice level, underwater level, whatever. But as a kid, it felt very like immersive, you know, even just in the scrolling base level 8-bit game, just being like, oh, there's different areas. You find things. Th- mm-hmm. Things are hidden. Like, this is a... You know, it gave me that sense of it was a living world outside of you, the player. It wasn't just like you put in, you know, it wasn't like, like space that world would exist even if you weren't playing that. Right, game. exactly. And yeah. there are things there that I didn't see because they were hidden from me and not told in a oh. good way. That's really cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. No, <laughs> yeah. it's so awesome because you have that experience, essentially same experience somebody has when they like pick up Tolkien for the first time. Yeah. Like you're just like, I really attached myself to this experience, which is really cool, which we try to show people with game and essentially like you can have the same experience. Yeah. So so at what age, because the game we're talking about isn't the original Mario. No. Today's game is Mario 64. Mario 64. So which awesome. Which is huge. Such yeah. a massive game. Like, the game. when I heard this is the game we were going to do, I was like, oh, that's so fantastic. But when yeah. actually learning about the history of it, I was like, this is such an important game. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. had no idea. It's huge. It's huge. Absolutely huge. So how old were you when you play Mario 64 for the first time? Tell us your age, because this us really narrows it. Mike, Mike, tell <laughs> us how old you are. I was 12. Okay. Uh, so and the year was? The year was 1996. <laughs> okay. The year was 2008. <laughs> I, I put off playing it. No, uh, it's 1996. And I first remember playing Mario 64 in a Toys R Us. I remember oh. they had a kiosk. They had a kiosk that had a PlayStation set up, and they had a Saturn set up. And, you know, Toys R Us did this for generations of consoles. They had a Super Nintendo set up, and then they would have, like, you know, the Genesis, and you'd play them, and they'd have, like, the... I don't know if you guys remember, especially for Super Nintendo and old Nintendo, they had, uh, like, menus where you'd push a button on a kiosk, and it would play a video of that game. Yeah. And it was so cool and impressive, and you'd always be like, oh, F-Zero! All right! (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, this game blows my mind! So, like, you know, and I think for my parents who, you know, didn't have a lot of money at this point in our lives, like, it was always kind of like a useful way to get around buying you a game is at least go to Toys R Us and let the kid hang out for like an hour or two yeah. and play some games. It was a great way for parents not to have to be a parent. For right, an hour. exactly. And under the guise of I'm being a good parent. Right. 
I mean, my parents used to, because I was so into games, I used to, like, ask to go to Barnes Noble so I could go to, like, read EGM Mm -hmm. or Nintendo Power, and they would just drop me off for hours. And I realized later on that they had figured out that, like, you could drop off a little kid at Barnes Noble and no one would try to steal (laughs) it. So for them, they were like, oh, we could just ditch our kid, our (laughs) eight-year-old, in a Barnes Noble, and he'll be fine. If you're you're a horrible monster who's like, I'm going to go abduct a kid. Yeah. First of all, you're not going to be like, let's check out the Barnes and Noble first. And and secondly, if you got to a Barnes Noble and you saw a kid alone, you'd be like, nah, that kid seems weird. Nah, Nah. I'd be obviously like, I bet that kid could figure out how to get out of my car. (laughs) (laughs) He gets puzzles. He knows how his brain works. (laughs) So. Oh yeah. Hey, go ahead. Oh yeah. So I, I'm so so I remember like because I played like you know Virtual Fighter on the Saturn. Oh yeah. It was so yeah. cool. Yeah. I and, love Virtual Fighter. And I remember playing Crash Bandicoot on mm-hmm. the PlayStation. This was, you know, I owned a PlayStation later after I actually got a 64. Um, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. When those consoles, those specifically came out, yeah. did the graphics blow your fucking mind? <laughs> like Saturn and PlayStation, <laughs> and like and like touching N sixty four and messing with Mario's face. That yeah. had to be like, what the fuck? Well, that's what it, it, it felt like when I played Saturn and PlayStation. I was kind of like, oh, this is so cool. But it wasn't like I don't think it grabbed me as a kid yet. I was like, oh, three D is really cool. Mm-hmm. But it like it wasn't like oh, I need to fi- figure out what's going on. And I felt like I had hung out enough that I played all of Virtual Fighter in. The Toys R Us, so I wasn't yeah. like, I need this, I need to own this, because I felt like that's, I had blown through it. That's the funniest thing that Toys R Us puts out games that you can beat in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to buy this? You're just a kid reading a magazine, and somebody's like, are you going to buy that? And you're like, no, I just finished it. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm not, <laughs> what am I going to play the, what was the guy's name, the drunken boxer guy? Uh, Shun? Oh, Shun, uh, it was Shun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, are you going to play Shun again? No, <laughs> no. you'd get it. You get I got it. it. Um, <laughs> so you're playing Mario 64 at Toys R Us. So it showed up. It showed up at Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. And I think it was something that was very hyped. It had been very hyped in. Because I remember, like, Ultra 64, people had talked about it in magazines. And there had been, like, you know, because pr- obviously pre-internet. So you'd see pictures of they had a T-Rex demo that they did of the 64 hardware. Yep. That proved to not really be accurate, but okay. <laughs> uh, and, like, in the arcade, they had, like, Cruise in USA and Killer yeah, Instinct, both yeah. of which would say, like, Ultra 64 on them. And you'd have this, like, you're like, oh, this new system is going to change everything. Yeah. So especially as a 12-year-old, especially pre-internet um and like especially like sort of still when like you know what console you bought really did matter um it felt like this like very important thing so you know i think like playstation and saturn when they came out i was like oh that's cool but it it wasn't like that cultural force of a new nintendo system yeah yeah. in in the mid 90s and so the toys r us got it and there was a huge line to play it but even just seeing it like seeing a kid you know messing with mario's face like you said or doing a couple of the levels it was so incredible because it was it was Mario, but it also didn't feel like it didn't feel. Uh, I don't know if this. I know a lot of people disagree with this, but I, I always felt that there was a weird cheapness about Crash Bandicoot, the early games. Like it felt like it felt like too, you know it, was, it felt too much of that era where like Bubsy came out, where Sonic was like getting even more of an attitude, and mm-hmm. they were just trying too hard to make a mascot. Yep. So as a kid, it never really like I was never like ah oh, Crash Bandicoot. That's what 3D gaming is. It wasn't until Mario that I was like oh this is what a 3D game is. Yeah. And I was so blown away by it. I remember just waiting maybe an hour, an hour and a half in line to play it. And just, you know, the controller was weird. But again, in a way that when you're a kid is mysterious rather than aggravating. Yep. Right. And like, you know, using an analog stick, you know, like a, like an analog stick like we use now, basically. Yeah. And not like a fighter stick that you'd use when you visited your weird uncle's house who had a DOS PC. That could play. <laughs> you know. Uh, that was very specific. <laughs> <laughs> I always felt like, you know what? We always had like, we had a DOS PC, but it could run like, you know. King's Quest. We never had that like oh, crazy yeah. like, you know, Voodoo FX 3D. Oh, no, no. Wolfenstein we were... was Wolfenstein 3D was the first PC game I played, and yeah. that was on DAWs, and that was like a huge bizarre experience. X Wing, X Wing, X Wing, X Wing's great. X Wing and Lands of Lore, and there's a whole other. It's a whole thing. We'll talk about that <laughs> some other time. So, so you start to play this. To me, yeah. uh, Mario 64. The crazy thing is that you know Mario is a two dimensional platform game, and it's fun as hell, and it has been for years. And then all of a sudden, this comes out, and you're like, oh. Mario's not a platformer. Mario is, like, it can be anything it wants to be. Yeah. So for the first time, you're like, the world explodes. The, like, the walls have come down. There's another dimension. Now the possibilities are endless. When you get into that first level, yeah. they give you that open world just outside the castle. What's the first thing 12-year-old Mike does? Um... I think I I think the first thing I did was I just ran into the castle. <laughs> you didn't explore. You didn't explore. <laughs> I didn't explore. There's a big castle in front of me. Oh, 
so it's Mario. I didn't jump to the castle. I ran. I ran. I walked at a, at a reasonable speed off of the lawn onto the pavement to the castle, uh, trying to preserve the well gardened area. What, did, what was the first thing you did when you played Mega Man? Oh, I asked if Proto Man was feeling all right. <laughs> I, I helped Doctor Light get a grant. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote a grant proposal for Doctor Light. Was it was it related to robotics? No, no, it was environmental stuff. Right, it was mostly testing to see the pH of local water supplies. The reason Capcom hasn't made a lot of Mega Man games lately is they do not want to make grant writing games. <laughs> uh, because you know, Western versus Eastern audiences are very different on their grant it's writing. Very games. true. <laughs> it's very true. So you walk casually into this giant this castle. castle. I walk because they were like, now go into the castle, and I was like, all right, you tell me what to do, game. And I went into the castle. Uh, <laughs> I, I still have that problem today, by the way, when everyone's like, you can do whatever you want in this game. I'm like, why don't you tell me what you want yeah. me to do? You're like, well, it says Grand Theft Auto, so I assume I'll just steal so as many cars, cars as I can. <laughs> you can do anything in this world. Well, I mean, I can do anything now, and I don't. <laughs> Like, all right, all right, I'll walk around this This is great. Mountain. Mike, you play video games as though you're Mario. <laughs> like, I just imagine you, like, going in, looking right. around the castle and being like, man, I'm uh, kind of beat. Is there any place I can sit down and I, maybe just talk to somebody? <laughs> I definitely, I think I do play games like that where I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't, this quest is a lot. <laughs> do you want me to, really? Um uh, Clean out your basement. Mm. Which one of these buttons causes me to have existential dread? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I walked into the castle, and I think that was the point where the game really grabbed me. Because I think once you get past like all of, like, you know, because early on, especially when you start a game, you have all those tutorial menus yep. of how to use the camera and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, you know, those are always kind of frustrating because you're like, all right, just get, let me get to the game. But once you did, one, I think what we forget about it was how natural it felt in 3D. Yeah. yeah. I also felt games like, you know, Crash Bandicoot was kind of 2.5D-ish. Yep. Um, and also, the controls for those were kind of weird. The depth yeah. stuff didn't always work. And so, hmm. Right. You didn't have a lot of uh, control over the camera angle. Yep. You know, like stuff like Jump and Flash was kind of good, but it was also kind of like... Did you ever play Jump and Flash? I, no. It was an early PlayStation game, and it kind of did 3D platforming all right, but the whole... Uh, the whole gimmick of it was you could jump very high in the game. Yeah. And it was cool and it looked cool, but it, like that was the closest thing and that wasn't close at all to Mario yeah. 64. Um, but Mario 64, one, it felt natural. So even as a 12-year-old who hadn't played many 3D games outside of like, you know, Wolfenstein, it felt like, oh, I get this. I get how to move the camera. I get how to move around. Mario feels natural. The the harder you you know, put move the analog stick, the faster you run, or you can walk slowly and sneak around a sleeping piranha plant. So it had this feel of like, and it didn't tell you that a lot. I mean, no. it, it would like hint at it, be like, be very careful. It's the piranha plants asleep. But this thing where you're like, oh, I figured out how to do this, or you know, like I was saying about Mario One, like, okay, I know I jump into painting, so I'm going to jump at this random thing. Oh, it does something. Like they created these little, not Easter eggs, but moments. Almost, you know, sort of like Skyrim would do much later, where you're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that, but I kind of guessed I could, and I could. Yep. N- and Nintendo does a really good job with that. Yeah. With a lot of their games, which is like, we're going to show you the basics, but from there on out, it's all on you. you got to figure it out. And yeah. it's like you learn it, and you're like, oh, I dig this. They like, this are experience. the subtlest of teachers in the entire gaming world, I think. Yeah. And, like, to great effect, even the, you know, the new Mario games that come out... Um, the the one that was basically just a remake of Super Mario's of Super Mario Brothers three on the on the Wii a few years back, which is like, oh, this is incredible, and there are new mechanics, and you're flawlessly teaching me, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. So by the end of the second level, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna use the bubble uh, to great efficiency now. Yeah. Now that now that I know that this really, is the thing yeah, I have. That's cool. Love Nintendo. <laughs> I love, love their Nintendo. game design. Yeah. So you get into the castle. Yeah. Have a moment to yourself. Yeah. Get a sandwich. Look relax. <laughs> relax. Yeah, look around. Ask yourself, I wonder how much this costs. <laughs> this is probably this is a pretty expensive. safe neighborhood. You probably like, don't need all these rooms if it's just one person. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, right now, when you think back on this, like, yeah. what is the feeling you get looking back on Mario 64, like, when you remember seeing it? Like, what Im- if you had to assign an emotion, what would you go with? Uh... I mean, it sounds so it sounds so simple or cliche, but just this joy, this joy of like, especially you get to that to to that first level with uh, the bombs. Yeah, like you just you just sort of like you look you're looking around. You can talk to them, and you know there's this giant mountain that you can climb up, and you do, and there's it just felt like so freeing and interesting and compelling to myself as a 12 year old. Um, you know, it, it it's hard to describe it. 
One, because there was also a line of kids behind me very anxious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, quit hey, having your on. joyful childhood come moment. <laughs> Is that Mario 64? Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I play? It's a fucking line behind me. <laughs> I had to wait. I'm not going to give this up right away. Uh, so, I, you know, I also remember being very rushed, but I just remember being like, you know, that moment that we all have every so often in games where you go, oh, games can be this. They can do this. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And, you know, it had... It has that quality now where it's hard to imagine a world where Mario 64 doesn't exist. It's sort of like Doom where you're like, oh, there was a world before this yeah. where people didn't know that this could be a thing. And then mm-hmm. somebody just took a huge swing and nailed it. Yeah, exactly. That's the part about this game that's crazy to me. Like, there wasn't there wasn't a redo. It no, wasn't like this yeah. came out and like, it's our first 3D world game with Mario. It's probably going to be okay. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? This was like, no, I'm going to take one swing at it, crush it, knock it out of the park, but and that's that. Like, it's like somebody who had never played baseball stepped up to the plate, that's called insane. their just, shot. And just hit it yeah. and knocked it. But not only just that, this was Nintendo 64's like first game. Was like, the launch yeah. game. This was their game that was like, here, try out our console. And it was an amazing game. It wasn't like, here, look at the graphics, mess with it a little bit. Like Even PlayStation and Xbox One do that, where they're like, here, you can talk to the PlayStation. You can like save things. It's like, yeah. who gives a shit? Like, it was, this, this game was like, look how amazing we perfected this This, this was the most confident move a console has ever made. It's yeah. like they walked into your, into your kitchen on breakfast, like when you're eating breakfast, slammed a console down your eggs and went, fuck you, play that. <laughs> play that. You're going to love it. <laughs> and then just left and you're like, I do love it. Wow, yeah. These make my eggs so much fucking better. Hey, Jesse. What's up? Are you ready? Uh, I don't know for what. In honor of the release of Ready Player One, all Loot Crate subscribers this month are automatically entered for a chance to win a Vive VR system and Cosair One Pro compact gaming PC provided by Loot Crate. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely ready for that. So visit LootCrate.com slash new player to learn more and catch Ready Player One in theaters this March 29th. Wait, were you doing an ad read this whole time and not having a conversation with me? You can visit LootCrate.com for official rules. God damn it. This Tell me when you're doing an ad read. Coca-Cola. This... God. console you're like i gotta beat this whole thing so was it a while before you got your console was it the same thing with your nes um i actually got one uh launch day i think um i i wouldn't let my parents alone about it and so we agreed to split the cost so it was basically (laughs) like everything i had saved up from birthdays for a couple years Mm -hmm. and they were they were cool to split it with us which was which was very cool of them i also think that we did not let them alone so (laughs) i think that we kept and we didn't usually do that. Uh, we did that for the original Nintendo. Super Nintendo took a while for us to get to. Um, but Nintendo 64, we were like, no, we have to have this. It's important. Almost like like I. it was pre-prestige like prestige television, but it felt like the way where it's like, no, you have to you, you have to do it immediately. Right. <laughs> we have to, I have to be able to be at school and talk about this. Yep. I have to be able to, you know, have an educated opinion on Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up getting Pilot Wings 2, which is pr- fun. Pilot Wings 64 is fun. Um, but, like, I just remember... Like we went to Sears where my mom worked and we got a discount on it. So that that also helped as yep. well. And yeah, launch day launch day Nintendo sixty four, which was pretty cool. That's, that's so, so that's good. so cool. Yeah. Oh. I'm very envious. Very yeah. envious. Yeah. That's envy. a feeling. That's not because that's not just like a story that's like I remember the feeling of getting a console at that yeah. age. I, and I, it's overwhelmingly joyous. I feel like if you weren't around to at least like experience what N sixty four came out, you have to understand is there are three games that came out on N64 that took chunks out of life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. GoldenEye, Zelda, yeah. and Mario 64 were games that literally, like, took control over the country for a little while. Like, you can go read books about people not getting, like, certain movie projects done because they're like, our whole team was playing GoldenEye yep. instead of actually doing uh, their jobs. My girlfriend does not play video games ever, and... Uh, somebody said Goldeneye in front of her, and she was like, oh, I used to play that for hours at a time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's the only thing she's ever played, and she just played it furiously. And 64 was that system where I sat down, I played Mario, I wouldn't move, I sat down, I played yeah. Wave Race 64. Like, there were games yeah. that are just like, this is so fun. Like, this was a console that really, God, like, Wave blew Race. it out of the park. And even PlayStation 1 and Xbox and all these games, these systems coming out, and N64 was, like, a huge, huge player at the time. Yeah. It's huge. Like, you can go on, go on, like, go Google, like, N64 Christmas, and you'll find thousands of kids screaming, like screaming that they're getting N64s. Can we we talk for a second about the level of detail in Mario 64, about 
all the crazy hidden crap that's all over the place <laughs> yeah. that makes you feel like Sherlock Holmes when you find it. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the uh, the water level where when you jump into the painting, the water is at a different height depending on how high you jump into the painting. And it's never said. Yeah. It's never said, but it happens and you're like, oh my, like, do you remember the first yeah. time you realized that? It, I, someone told me. No, that's a, no. That's the other thing about this. Somebody's like, "Did you know you could do this?" You're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Right. So you have to go home and do there, it. There was schoolyard trading yeah. with Nintendo games, and this goes way back. I remember playing the original Zelda on NES, and I'm like eight years old at the dentist, and this 45 year old dentist takes the tools out of my mouth and just goes, "Hey, do you know how to get the blue sword in Zelda?" <laughs> and like this carried over to right. Mario 64 because it was a big thing. You'd be on the playground, you'd be talking to your friends. And they would know things that you yeah, didn't know. Absolutely, yeah. like that feeling isn't. Th- and then you rush home and you gotta play it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta punch the butterfly because you get an extra life. Don't punch the wrong one; it turns into a cannonball. Like, yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> Do you remember the first one that you discovered on your own? Uh, the first one that I discovered on my own. Um, I think I discovered on my own on one of the slides that if you go fast enough, you get a star. And I just remember being like, I want to go fast. And I- <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like Classic I, Mike and real. I want to be fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speed uh, turns me on. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but Talladega Nights is based on the story of Mike <laughs> Trucker. He walks casually into the castle and is like, and now give me a motherfucking slide. <laughs> and so I went like I went and I did it. And I got the first star and I was like, oh, that's fun. And I did it again. And I was like, I want to see how fast I can go. And I, I think it's like under a minute or under 24 seconds. I forget mm-hmm. what it is exactly. But it's under a certain time and you get a star. And I just remember being like, Oh, like, and it wasn't like, uh, the thought was, oh, this game rewards you for looking for things. It wasn't that clear of a thought. It was more like, like, oh, I should just keep looking for things. (laughs) But but it's such a compelling, again, a compelling thing to be like, oh, you're rewarding me for doing something over without telling me to do it over. You're not giving me like a screen that says, you know, 90%, but if you get a hundred percent, come back again. You know, like even, you know, I mean, I really like the new, uh, Mario, basically Mario XCOM. The Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which is a terrible title. Um, I, <laughs> but I like the game itself. But the game does something which is kind of like every time you finish a battle, it's like it's very much like a strategy game where it's like you did it in this many turns. It was, you know, gold medal. It doesn't do gold medal, silver medal, but it's basically but it might like as well. top tier, yeah. middle tier, bottom tier. And that always kind of frustrates me because it feels like I get it. I get its utility for a player, but it also just encourages you to try to reach a certain goal, not to like... Oh, Not that was fun. fun with it. Yeah, l- that was fun. Let me try that again. Yeah, pure joy. Right, exactly. Like, pure joy. Let's we said at top is like this is going to sound weird and cliche, but pure joy. Yeah, pure that joy. definitely settles that point. The best Mario games, and like I think more than any other game, right? Are just you're just going to have so much goddamn fun. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is at its core, and like. Forget about, like, you can collect all the stars, but you're not going to collect them because you're like, oh, I want to see what happens. You're like, this is great. I keep finding more stars. Yeah. N- Nintendo really knocks it out of the park. I mean, I used to work at Best Buy, <laughs> name drop, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we play, and essentially when Xbox and PlayStation were the games, and you'd have first-person shooters, everybody's playing Call of Duty, everybody's like, more gore, more death, more craziness, more insanity. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, what's this Wii? Like, what's, like, yeah. and everybody's, yeah, like, yeah. stuck in that. Like, oh, like, Nintendo's so cool. Like, the graphics aren't cool. It's like this. It's like, no, it's just fun. Aren't you having, yeah. like, a ton of fun playing? I, I love that it's, like, more gore, more shooting, and Nintendo's like, man, you guys don't get it. It's about killing turtles with hammers. <laughs> <laughs> it's about bowling. Yeah, right? it's about bowling. <laughs> it's about bowling. Wii Sports. It's about swinging a bat with <laughs> right. no arms. You're just a blob who's got two floating dots in front of it. Right. I, I feel like Nintendo does a really great job of that, of sticking to their guns, of, like, this is who we are, we're not going to fall for They're whatever. very you... unapologetic. Very unapologetic, which is, like, no... Like, I'm certain they've had so many different investors be like, another Mario game? Right, like, you know, right. like, through the years, we're like, quit it with Mario. Can we move on? Like, yeah. do Crash Bandicoot. He's basically Bart Simpson as a coyote. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, jump on it. But, like, this was a system that I feel like at this point is, like, a cult following. But in Japan, it's way bigger. But in America, it's kind of like, oh, you have a Wii. Interesting. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not a common thing. But I love since- the Wii. I love it. The Wii U also didn't get its due, and then like, and then Zelda yeah. coming out now, and the Switch now making a comeback essentially yeah. with Zelda. I think because Zelda's just fucking awesome. But like Mario Galaxy, so good. Oh my Mario god, Galaxy so good. Yeah. There's so many games that came out that were just so amazing that didn't get their due and didn't get like essentially to the peak of what they should have gotten. But they're yeah. still like just amazing. Well, because you get used to that feeling of Mario 64, where you're like, oh, every one of these games should become like this 
this touchstone in this cultural touchstone of gaming, this huge moment, like every movie should be, or every every uh, Mario game should be what Shawshank is to movies. Right. Really just like, holy shit, look at that. <laughs> yeah. But you can't. After a certain point, you're just like, a new Mario game comes out and you're like, yes, also incredible. I get it. <laughs> I'm so sick of eating this delicious filet mignon. <laughs> I would like something crappy for a while. Right, exactly. Absolutely. So did you have a favorite level in this uh, game? I I really liked I really do like that first level. I like the music in it. I like the way it's presented. I like that there's a mountain to climb, which just feels like a cool thing to do in 1996. It's I, it, it is a great like, hey, here's a metaphor and also a real life task. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I like that. I really like the haunted house level. Mm-hmm. Again, like as a 12 year old, it it I what it's not that it scared me, but I was like, oh, this creates a creepy environment. Yeah. Um, I really like that. Uh. Yeah, it's hard to pick a favorite level in it just because it's such a fun game. It's an all-around thing. It's an all-around thing. What about least favorite? Least Did you favorite... have anything that you're like, I'm not going to play this one again? <laughs> uh, least favorite levels? Probably anything involving the lava. Yeah, I was going to say. It's so, <laughs> it's so unforgiving. <laughs> and those levels aren't as fun. <laughs> that was always the case even in like the early yeah. Mario games. You're like, oh, this game is so fun. Then you get to level eight and you're like, Man, this was a good time. Oh, this man. was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like this is a game that could hold up if you bring somebody who's never played it and just sat them down and was like, try this out? I think so. I think like if you made like some slight controller adjustments, I think that the Nintendo 64 controller is still weird for people who've never touched a controller. Yeah. It's still weird to me, and I've con- I like, yeah, I've been playing my whole I life. blisters all over my hands. It's yeah. such a, <laughs> what am I, what do they want? Where do they want my hands to be? <laughs> it's like, this is, and it's also so big. Like, yeah. you just, like, you could never put it any... Like, if you have retro games now and you try to... There's nowhere to put Nintendo 64 controllers. Yeah. Um, that's it. <laughs> the people, people who don't play games get excited by them still. They still see it and they're like, oh... Like like you said, GoldenEye, where they're like, oh, I used to play GoldenEye all the time. It's you know? a big I, thing. I got really strong wrists from getting the Rumble Pack because it oh, adds yeah. like three pounds to your controller. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you have to like got play. that. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, it's so cool. My controller will shake. And then you plug it in and you're like, and I'm 12. Yeah. <laughs> Who was this designed for? <laughs> it took, I think, two double A, maybe, or yeah. triple A. Whatever it took, it it had heft enough on its own. Yeah. And then she's like, slam, right into the back of the controller. No problem. I can play with the top of it on the floor. <laughs> yeah, th- that was the, because I, I never owned an N64. I owned a PlayStation. I went the, the opposite route, and I never got back to it. And so it was always funny, because I the, the PlayStation controller, when it came out after... You know, after like Super Nintendo and Genesis, just that little curvature to it, I was like, this is weird. Yeah. And then somebody showed me an N64 controller, and I was like, PlayStation's normal. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget also with 64, certain games wouldn't save on the cartridge, so you'd have to have a memory pack. No. So not only, and games that used Rumble, they're, sometimes they would also need a memory pack, so you'd have these moments where they'd make you swap out between the Rumble pack and the memory pack, so you could save in fucking like, some usually a racing game. It was usually yep. a racing game because racing games usually supported both. But it was always like, okay, it's saved. I got my game saved. Okay, I've got my tiny memory pack. I will one hundred percent lose before the end of the summer. I'll put my rumble <laughs> pack back. <laughs> well, we had because for PlayStation you have the little memory cards. Yeah, and the little memory cards are packaged and formed in a way where if you didn't feel like uh, a technological freak beforehand, you get one of those and you're just like, oh man, this like little tiny disc of wonder makes me like a goddamn hacker. <laughs> yeah. Just plug it in for every game. You're just like, I got two memory cards. That was like a big thing. Yeah. They yeah. had one above each of the controller slots. I mean, kids have it easy nowadays. I mean, <laughs> so many cures compared to the word before. Oh, yeah. Polio's gone. Yeah. Just gone. Polio's gone. <laughs> polio. Like, that's always like, kids have it too easy this day because of the technology. No, polio. <laughs> polio. <laughs> it's not the depression and there's no polio. <laughs> Smartphones would be fine if you had pull. <laughs> no, no, I want to. I want to pull up this thread. I, I will. The other thing about memory cards was like it'd be like fifteen slots, and I'd be like, all right, it's about fifteen games, and every game's like I need ten slots. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I gotta save here at a different place. What if I can't go back? I need to get something I forgot. I still do that. 
We play Final. F- I I play Final Fantasy VII all the time, and I still am like, mm, I might not be able to beat this boss. I can beat every boss in my sleep, but I still change. I'm that still twelve year old like, nah, I gotta save in different slots. What if I need to grind or get <laughs> new weapon? I'm still. I still become an irrational twelve year old whenever I play any video game. Right. You need to have the save right before the ending in case you want to watch that ending. Exactly. Again. Yeah. Exactly. We're all children still. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Is we're all children. We're all children. Uh, do you want any final thoughts on the game before we move on to a little bit of the old trivia? What would you say to any person who never, like, who's a gamer but hasn't experienced this game, why they'd be missing out on it? Um, because it's still a good game. You know, it looks it's it looks like 1996, but it's still a good game, and it still has good mechanics. And if you uh, emulate it with a, with a modern controller, you'll find that it basically plays like a modern game that's a good game. This is, I think in general, like, that joy feeling is the basis of Mario. Right. And especially this game is like, this was a thing. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I think this is still, like, if if I sit down and play this, I still get that, that sense of joy and yeah. wonder. And not many games do that anymore. Not many things in life do that yeah. anymore. We, we talk about that, how certain games are, there are games that you beat and you're like, Oh, I really like that game, or yeah. that game was a lot of fun. But there's like games like Mario that you're like, oh, that was an experience. That yeah. stays like, with I me. I just had an experience. Yeah, that <laughs> absolutely stays with me. Like every time you beat Bowser at the end of ever, of any Mario game, you're just like, yeah, fuck yeah. that. Like, look, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you turn yeah. you turn into uh, yeah, like a kind of Matthew McConaughey yeah. character. <laughs> you become very proud of yourself. No, but yeah, you're like. You're like <laughs> It's like I think like that and like and kind of Final Fantasy games because you're because whenever you beat a Final Fantasy game you're like I beat a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, unless you me. unless you beat fifteen, then you're like, ugh, I beat a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> Final Fantasy game. <laughs> fifteen was such a weird game because it started so good. It, it was it was almost like when you date somebody and like. Not the first date, but like the first month of dating is perfect, and you're mm-hmm. like, "I'm gonna marry this person." Yeah. Then the second month, they're like, "Oh, and by the way, I'm a murderer." <laughs> <laughs> but why? It was so good, and I was so wary. And good. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was such like it started well, and you're like, "Oh, that's weird." The Florence and the Machine singing a cover of a song. I don't know. About yeah. That, but, so it's different for Final Fantasy. I'll tell you that. And then like a like you know, oh, this is great. Oh, finally, they finally got it back together. And then they're like, "Oh, wait." We we forgot to make this Final Fantasy and bad. Yep. <laughs> it, it felt like a tour guide that was guiding you. That you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then halfway through the tour, you're like, are you a real tour guide? And they're like, no. And they run away. <laughs> this is because I don't think it's like, oh, the first month of this of this relationship is going well. Because I look at it as uh, Final Fantasy X2, Final Fantasy 13, and right. then 15. And I'm like, oh, I've been in an abusive relationship. <laughs> and, then you, and then for a month, you're like, man, this person's been really good to me this month. <laughs> and then they come home one day and they're like, also, I'm still a murderer. <laughs> right. And that's what Final Fantasy 15 feels like. Recent Final Fantasies have been so bad that they <laughs> they make me think that I hated earlier ones yeah. when I didn't. Yeah. Like, like I'll be like, what, what? like, I, you know, I have like Final Fantasy 7 bought like eight times, yeah. eight different ways. And I started playing it on PlayStation 4 with, like, all the, you know, sort of, like, debug yeah. things on. So I was like, yep. okay, just want to... Just, just really wanna, fast. Yeah, time just, just fast. It. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember being like, oh, I'm enjoying this. And I'm like, why are you, why are you surprised? You bought yeah. it a bunch of times. You were a huge fan of it. <laughs> you were, like, obsessed with it when you were, like, 14. Why are you surprised? But I think that... You, because you're like you're like, oh, maybe I didn't like Final Fantasy. Retroactively making the older games worse. Because it because it almost like reminds you of everything bad about the series, but none of the good stuff. Yeah. Um, which is a sh- like I was I've been replaying Final Fantasy 12 the the HD remaster yeah. on yeah. PlayStation yeah. 4, and I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah. Right. It's good and it's interesting and it's like starting to get an edge of like the later Final Fantasy bloat where you're like, oh, all right, there's a lot of there's a lot of chaff in here. There's a lot of chaff and also. Uh, you overestimated how much we needed. We need movies. Yeah, like, you overestimate <laughs> how much we like watching. Yeah. Right. Um, but also, like, it's good. I like this. Final thoughts on Mario sixty four were Final, Final Fantasy. <laughs> Strong opinions on Final Fantasy. <laughs> Go play Final Fantasy seven. Right. I bought it eight times. Yeah. <laughs> That's my final thought. I don't like Final Fantasy, but if you play that Eris theme, I will text an ex-girlfriend. I will text an ex-girlfriend. I miss you. 
Oh, fuck. Mario 64, if you haven't played it, I mean, fucking play it. Play it. Play it. <laughs> it's an amazing experience. Right. It's pure joy. It's, yeah. It's better than Destiny. Most, <laughs> most things are. All right. It's time for a little game we like to call... How well do you know your favorite video game? Oh, boy. Uh, it's going to be... So here's how it works. Yeah. It's obviously just a light... It's going to be a lightning round trivia thing. So you got three seconds to answer each of these questions. Great. They're all definitely going to be about Mario 64. There's definitely no way that a bunch of them... <laughs> so shut your brain off. Be, it should be instinctual. Yeah, Whatever comes to your brain, definitely, just says, Definitely say not a bunch cool. of bullshit. I'm closing my eyes. I'm going to prepare for it. All right. Starting off. How many stars are there in the entire game? Uh, 120. Correct. Which is the only of the 15 main levels to contain zero blue coins? Oh, that's a great question. Three, two, two one. I don't know. Snowman's Land. Ah. Uh, what uh, <laughs> What kind it. of soup is the best kind of soup? Um, chicken soup for the soul? Nah. Broccoli cheddar. Oh, if, you allow, if you allow Mario to fall asleep by not moving him for an extended period of time, he will talk about what in his sleep? Uh, does he? I didn't know he talked. I thought he just had like a snot bubble that appeared. It's food. food. He, talks oh. about, he talks about food. What is eight times seven? Uh, oh, man. 56? Yeah! yeah! Most people lose that one. <laughs> <laughs> Before Hoot the Owl drops Mario, he recommends Mario do what? Before Hoot the Owl oh. Go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Lay, Lay off, off the, the pasta. pasta. So essentially, pasta, yes. that's right. How many toes does Keith have? Uh, four. No, ten. ten. What the okay. fuck is wrong? That's so weird. It's such an easy answer. answer. I thought it was a trick question. Like there was an injury. I don't know. <laughs> How many cannons are there in the entire game? How many cannons? Yeah. Cannons. Eight? I don't know. Twenty. I've never counted. What is written on the plaque in the back garden that led people to believe that Luigi would be a playable character? Uh, I don't know. L I, is the real 2401. Right. How's life going? You know, I, it was good until I failed a lot of these questions. False. It's going, going poorly, but I tell people I'm fine. <laughs> what voice actor played the part of Mario for the game? Charles Martinet. Jeez. Wow! <laughs> what? That's so impressive. <laughs> if, if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? I would be a jellyfish. I have a stand-up joke about it, though, so it feels like cheating. False. <laughs> it's a, a bear who does, does cocaine, because oh. then you'd get to do bear stuff, but also you'd have to be wealthy because a bear that does cocaine is probably pretty so rich. Really, just a, a rich, rich bear. bear. <laughs> <laughs> How many copies did Mario 64 sell for the N64 originally? Um, originally, uh, or I guess all total. I'll say like 11 million. 11 million. <laughs> that is that is so <laughs> impressive. I love it. I love it. Oh I God. love it. Those are all very. <laughs> I think I looked it up once. I looked oh. it up like once, and I was like, "Wait, was that with the DS remake or without the DS remake?" I, our favorite. Say, <laughs> I think like, and then get exactly. <laughs> we, are, we are very. So we used to just be like, you could take as much time as you wanted, but right. since we did Lightning Ranch, you'd be shocked at how many people just answer correctly without being like this, and you're like, "That's correct." It turns, out, it turns out our lizard brains are a lot smarter than our human brains. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Instinctual part of us just right on the fucking nose all the time. Yeah. Um, that was really fun. <laughs> that was great. Mike, you scored seven apples. Thank uh, you. That, yeah. How well do you know your favorite video game? Mario 64, well. Mike Drucker. Decently well. Holy shit. That was really That fun. was great. That was really good. Are we going to do the whole thing? I don't think we should. I don't should. think we're going to do. It's time for <laughs> a game that we call, Can You Guess the Name of the Video Game Based on How Somebody Who Doesn't Play Video Games Describe the Video Game to Us. Jesse's okay. girlfriend does not play video games. She does so not. She doesn't understand them, so if she tries to tell you about a game, you'll have no idea what the hell she's talking about. Great. Right. So what happens is she will watch me play a video game, and then I'll tell, I'll ask her to describe to me right. what she just saw, what that video game was. So this game's literally name that tune. We're yeah. going to give you questions, <laughs> and you have to figure it out Okay. Uh, so what game we're talking yeah, we'll about. We'll give you a few hints. After each hint, feel free to take a guess. If at any point you guess correctly, you get the whole thing right. Great. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for your first hint? Yeah, please. All right. This game. You know, the adoption game. Oh, man. The adoption <laughs> Uh, Nint- Nintendogs? No. 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 Okay. That, was, that was a deep cut. Uh, was, 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 okay. All right. Number two. It's the game where you move all the furniture around. The Sims. No. no. Okay. That's a very good guess. It's okay. a very good sensible guess. But, but hold on. But do you see where this is going? Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like the obvious answers are not the answers. <laughs> I, think, I think after the first game, the second game will make a lot more sense. Yeah. All right. Last hint for this game. Okay. The game where your character gets plenty of sleep. 
adoption game. game, game furniture. Furniture. And I'm going to tell you right now that it might be a, a misnomer to say that you move furniture around a lot, but you do uh, have a lot of furniture and can decorate. Animal Crossing? Skyrim. 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 Skyrim, you get to sleep a lot. Right. You adopt a child in one of the missions. Right, yes. <laughs> That's literally all she saw. And so she was like, oh, it's the adoption game, because that was the weirdest thing in the world to her. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Most okay. people are, man. It's kind of impossible. I was like, in Animal Crossing, you sort of adopt a town as your own. So. <laughs> I don't no, know. Philosophically. Philosophically. <laughs> okay, uh, second game. Second game. Okay, second game. cool. You want to go for it? No, you go first. For it. <laughs> it's a bazaar with Asian poultry and hair salons. Uh, Yakuza? No, no, that's way too sensical. It's uh, a very good guess. Second question. Okay. Second set, so, yeah. Those elephants don't give a shit. <laughs> what was the first guess? <laughs> it's guess? a bazaar with Asian poultry and hair salons. Street Fighter 2. Oh! <laughs> shit! He got it! Okay, Shit. okay, the other two were after fighting the sumo guy, I kept waiting for his little brother, Nissan Altima. <laughs> because she laughed that it was E-Honda. <laughs> <laughs> and the final one was the one where Dolph Lundgren's got a high top. <laughs> <laughs> she also said it's the shoulder dancing game. Because <laughs> they're doing this. Yeah, and then at one point she just said, look at them calves. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That was very good. That was very good. That was very good. Uh, All right. third, third game. All right. Third one. Last one. Uh, yeah, the subway is never this empty. Silent Hill? No. no. That's a good guess. Good guess. Uh, second one. Okay. Lots of Nazi boots. Ha ha. That's a funny musical idea, she said to herself. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Nazi booths. Musical to herself. That yeah, that second part tag. was Kristen a having a joke to herself that okay. that would be a very funny musical. Lots of Nazi boots. I'm trying to think. I think she was saying that that's a terrible sequel to Kinky Boots. <laughs> also, just not lots of Nazi boots. How lots, lots of, of Nazi, Nazi boots. boots. <laughs> Many O's. I'm trying to think of like what game would have a empty subway Nazi boots. Nazi boots. It's probably not, but I mean, Wolfenstein in some way? No. no. That is a good guess. We got to quit saying good guess. Yeah, okay. That's a bad <laughs> guess. That's a bad, bad guess. You don't know what you're doing, guess. Mike. Yeah. That's a uh, stupid thing you just I'm did. I'm putting so much work into trying to suss this out. Uh, uh, it's the one with all the levitating cinder blocks and stuff. Levitating cinder blocks and stuff. And stuff. I love it because they all make total sense. Afterwards, they all <laughs> Afterwards make sense. They make total sense. Levitating subways not usually this open. Uh, Nazi boots. Uh, oh, man. This is tough. The next one's going to give it away. Yeah, I think the next one's. Uh, uh, I think she accidentally pointed something out that's pretty iconic. Okay, uh, just give me the next one because I don't know. <laughs> uh, I learned you can pretty much smash anything with a crowbar. Is it Half Life? Yeah, because <laughs> you can pick up blocks and stuff yeah, yeah, and in front of you. And the subway opening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and to her, you're not picking up the blocks. The blocks are just levitating in front of you because there's no animation to go with. <laughs> can we point something out? Wait, <laughs> two out of three. Two out of three. Two the best three. anyone's like ever best done. Anyone's ever done. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. ever done. I, it's really good. That was really it's, good. It's also hilarious. You said um, you said the answer to Street Fighter 2 with the same confidence that N64 dropped Mario on us. Like, fuck you, make your answer better. <laughs> also, there's so many Street Fighters he went to. Yeah, he like, said just two. Said two. It, it, it was the, two. Because it was the market one. I was like, okay, I, there's an Asian market setting. And I didn't think of Street Fighter. But he said elephants. And I'm like, all right, so those are the two <laughs> games that I know there's an Asian market and elephants. Yep. Ah, that's so good. That's, that's I, so good. It was stunning to me that she didn't say anything about Blanca. <laughs> right. She saw an electrified green dude and she was like, normal, keep going. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the Hulk's nephew on crack or something like on meth. Yeah, that seems like it would it would be up for alley. <laughs> there would be a Hulk joke in there. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad you got it because that was, <laughs> yeah, no, that was, was incredible. Happy. All right, this has been Can You Guess the Name of the Video Game? So now somebody who doesn't play video games, subscribe the video game to us. That's right. great, man. We That's got great. one more we got segment. One more Please. thing. One yeah, more segment. Hit me. We ask our, uh, every one of our guests the same five questions to end everyone. These Please. are 
philosophical. Take your time with them. And, of course, they're all definitely original. And we it's not thought like of any, all these we, questions. It's not, it's not like we any don't of them like are, to brag. They're definitely right? not ripped <laughs> off from some kind of from television show or anything. All. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, first question. If you could be any video game character, who would you be and why? Who would I be if I could be any video game character? That's a good question. We would take it off the list if it was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you got to stop saying they're good oh, questions. Man. Oh, man. I'm such a dick. Uh, <laughs> who would I be and why? Uh, you know what? Uh I think I'd be Ryu from Street Fighter. Really? Because a strong man lives in lives in <laughs> lives. <laughs> strong man, han- handsome. Was, hold up! Out of all video games, you chose Ryu. Strong man. Strong man. Like you get that Superman's in a video game. Like everybody in a video game is oh, strong for the most part. Right. Video games don't have enough strong male characters. <laughs> and that's what I like about Ryu is he finally gives uh, guys like me someone to look up to. Um, yeah, finally, a male role model in this world. <laughs> uh, so wait, wait, wait. No, he lives, you were going to say he lives where? He lives in like, he lives on Earth. So you can have, you know, because everyone's always like, oh, I'd live in another video game universe. And then you like, you pull the thread and it doesn't work that well. Uh, okay, so you I, just want to be a strong man on Earth. <laughs> I want to be strong. You oh. chose a person that probably exists, is what I'm saying. You, you chose a version of you <laughs> that you could just be if you, you wanted. Be, if I put more effort in. <laughs> if you didn't spend so much time <laughs> in video games, this, you could be right I'll never launch fireballs from my hands, but, but you know. I think about it. Uh, oh. He's handsome. Let's talk about. He's handsome. He's handsome. He's not even like going. He's handsome. He's got it. He's got his stuff together. You know? All right. So what we've learned is oh. that if you could be any character, you'd be one with with better body image. <laughs> yeah. Who just felt better about themselves right. internally. Like if like if Duke Nukem respected ladies, like I could, I, I could always do that too. Uh, That's a big oh, if, man. God. I want to see that game, Duke Nukem. You just walk into like a strip club. He's just like, you should all. Put your clothes on because equality is important. Yeah. But then he goes, only if that's your thing. If you're doing this because you love it, oh, by all means do it. But I feel like you've been forced into a, a social setting that you didn't want to be in by economic 13 status. year olds like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> I respect your right to do this, but I'm not going to pay you because I don't respect the paying of you. <laughs> all right. Sure. S- second question. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you could get rid of one game in history, what would it be? Oh, wow. If I could get rid of one game. In history, what would it be? Um, probably Destiny. Um, <laughs> and it's not because I hate Destiny. It's just I'm like, how did this take over? How did, yeah. how did this win, you guys? We all talked about it. It's not a good game. It won. I feel like it is what happened uh, to all the games I'm saying this generation, which is what happened to Last Guardian, which happened to Final Fantasy 15. Oh, all God, these games Last essentially Guardian. was like, it took 10 years to fucking make. All these people put their opinions on it. And then somebody's like, I don't know. You just got to release it. Like, I don't just, know. Yeah. I don't care. Just release it. We got to get it out there. Like, Destiny doesn't have any story. Literally, the story is like, I could tell you the story, but go shoot more stuff. And that's literally <laughs> the story. It's, it's so funny because... I didn't know until Peter Dinklage did the voiceover that eye rolls are an audible thing. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you, can, yeah, so like, you can hear it. You can hear it. it absolutely. He doesn't want to be there. No. Um, question three. If you were to make up a video game title for your life, what would it be? <laughs> uh, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, Slime Rancher is already a game. <laughs> so I can't use that. <laughs> It's a shame that you I have exists. the worst opinion of yourself. I just want to be a strong man who's not a slime ranch. You just like slow the hedgehog. <laughs> Regular speed the hedgehog. Just is that is that the is that it? Regular speed the hedgehog. So. That's the answer you would give your life. Yeah. So you think you're a hedgehog? I'm a hedgehog like yeah. But like not like I don't have the attitude. <laughs> I'm like the hedgehog that's like, we're not all likes on. Like, <laughs> like if you fall into spikes, a bunch of antidepressants spring out yeah, of you. Yeah, you yeah, have to collect to them up. Them. Yeah. Just to be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Fourth question. Yeah. One, what one aspect of video game life do you wish was true in real life? One aspect of video game life do I wish was true in real life? I wish that eating more healed me. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Eat an apple, that wound goes away. No, I haven't said that yet, but that's absolutely like, knock over a barrel, here's a rotisserie chicken. Right. Go to town, feel better. And even in like modern games, like where it's not like food on the floor, like even in something like Witcher 3, like it'll be like, have a turkey and you feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's so easy. Uh, I love like the idea of just a hospital filled with doctors being like, you need to have a hot dog. Have a pizza. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> if I eat a whole pizza, I'll feel all right. And especially if it's off the ground outside. Yeah. Yeah. That always kills me. Just like, is this fine? Yeah, you'll feel great. Right. Don't oh, worry about one it. One bite, bones and all, better. Final question. Final question. Final yeah. question. Final question. We came up with this original question. Very original question. Nobody has ever done this question. If heaven exists, okay. what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, we don't play Destiny here. <laughs> And he'd be like, good. <laughs> and he's, he's like, like, cool. cool. <laughs> he'd be like, how trivial a thing. <laughs> and he's hey, like, listen. We, we don't like it at all. It's like, also, it's like, all right, he's, he's, my, he, Drucker's going to get here. Drucker's oh, going to get here. Yep. Hold on. We got to make sure he knows for <laughs> certain we don't play this game. <laughs> I also like that he like says it under his breath like he's afraid I'll hear them cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Like when your grandparents would come over as a kid and they're like, clean, 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 clean faster. <laughs> <laughs> scrub Destiny. Scrub Destiny. Scrub Destiny. Scrub get, Destiny. get Destiny out of heaven. Get Destiny out of here. There's just one guy like, aww. <laughs> Erase the tapes of him masturbating. <laughs> also, so stop using tapes in heaven. <laughs> so that was our five questions. Final five. Final five. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Drucker, would, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Plug in? anything. Um, yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Drucker, M-I-K-E-D-R-U-C-K-E-R. It's Incredibly funny Twitter account. Thank you very much. Oh, it, it really is. It's the same thing on Twitch. Uh, I don't stream as much as I want to, but I'm going to try to stream more. Uh, you can also, uh, I'm going to be, by the time this comes out, I'll be writing a show called The President Show. Hey. So, nice. So yeah. please watch it on Comedy Central. Oh, Anthony Timnick Show. Yep. There you go. Yep. Um, and also, I do a live show called Shit Arcade where we just play bad video games. Uh, I'll probably be bringing it to New York City by the time you hear this. And hopefully by next year, start touring with it. Maybe try to do like a PAX or something with it. So we'll see. Nice. There you go. Mike Trucker, everybody. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been New Players Joined. That's Mario64. That's Mike Trucker. That's Keith King Bay. That's a microphone behind him. He's just There's saying stuff in the stuff room. We don't have to keep going. Well, don't I mean, worry, guys. Thank you guys so much for those listening in this week, guys. Come next week. Uh, from the, Jesse, the Mike, and myself. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful week. Our binoculars, I think. Thanks. Bye. Bye. can do anything in this world. Well, I mean, I can do anything now, and I don't. (laughs) Hey, guys. Since our podcast is pretty new, it means not a ton of people know who we are yet. That's a polite way of saying it, yes. (laughs) So if you could could head to iTunes, and if you enjoy this show, if you could rate us and review us five stars, that would be amazing. Thank you. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.